Hi everybody, this is Clayton for GCFLearnFree.org and this is a podcast in our series on happiness in the workplace. Repetition and frustration can be incredibly common for most jobs, and sometimes that's just the nature of the job itself. However, you can still find happiness in those positions by focusing on the difference your work makes to the community. And joining me today is Dan, an instructional designer here at GCF Learn Free. Thanks for being here. Uh, no problem. Most recently, what's something you've worked on on the site? Just so kind of people know what you've been up to. Uh, let's see. I worked on a bunch of articles for the now. Stuff like virtual reality and augmented reality, mm-hmm. cool new tech, things like that. Okay. So before we get started in our discussion on happiness in the workplace, we kind of need to start with some sort of baseline. Mm-hmm. So describe your personality. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm an introverted guy, but like I went to school for a theater and stuff. So I like performing, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm pretty introverted, I think. In terms of like creative stuff, I love, uh, I love playing games, board games, video games. Yeah, I love, I like things that combine creative and, and like left brain and right brain kind mm-hmm. of things. Those, yeah. Cool. So with that in mind, what's been the most difficult time in your career? Let's see. So I moved to North Carolina a little over almost two years ago. And when I moved, I wanted to kind of make a career change and get into a new field. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of difficult to break into to a new field. Coming from someone, I, I, I used to live in Maryland and I was uh, in the social work field up there and I wanted to get into more of a creative and writing, things like that. So I would probably say that's one of the more, more difficult aspects. Okay. Was there an actual job that was difficult in particular? Yeah. So I, when I worked in Maryland, I was a social worker up there. And I mm-hmm. worked with adults with developmental disabilities, mm-hmm. and I was helping them kind of find uh, find jobs. And once they, they were hired, I helped them kind of hold on to those jobs. Yeah. And I really liked the work I was doing, but it, there were a lot of aspects of the the workplace and, and the job itself that kind of got got repetitive or there was a lot of like red tape and things like that that made mm. it not so enjoyable after some time. Yeah. Okay. Were there any particular moments that stand out? Not one in particular. There was just, just after a certain amount of time, I was just like, ah, I'm kind of getting burnt out on this. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. As opposed to like, say, a, a having a bad boss or coworkers, that sort of thing. It sounds like that was just the nature of the job itself. <laughs> Still, was there anything that you did try to change? I I had to kind of remind myself that like uh, the the work I was doing is was for the the people I was working with the, these mm-hmm. the clients and the adults I was working with and had to remind myself that it's not all about me. I mean, obviously you want to be happy in your job and where you work, but in you know in that kind of field you really have to have to have a lot of empathy and sympathy for the people you're working with. Sure. And uh, yeah, so I think that that helped me in that. Okay. And how long were you there? Uh, I was there for almost almost two years. Okay, yeah, it was my first job out of college, and yeah. Okay, so with this repetition and the bureaucratic red tape, which I can relate to, what got you out of bed those mornings? What got me out of bed, especially near the end of your time there, when you knew exactly what your day was going to look like? Um, I mean, I there were some positives to the job that you know, like the hours were really flexible, mm-hmm. and. Um, just having things outside of work that I, you know, hobbies and activities and things I, I did in the evenings um, were something to look forward to, even mm-hmm. if the job itself wasn't the most exciting or or the days would be frustrating. I knew I had things to look forward to beyond it. And did that job contribute to the kind of life you wanted to lead? Yeah, I mean, I, I it was great to when I was working with, with clients and they were successful. And, and, you know, I've always, a big thing for me has always 
been doing things that help others mm-hmm. and contribute to their lives. So, you know, I was fulfilled in that regard. And, you know, when they would find a job and they'd be really happy keeping it, that kind of kept me going. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. And so did the job kind of get under your skin at times where you're just like, I can't do this the same bureaucratic nonsense, like for the hundredth time today, that sort of thing. Did you ever have a moment where you're just ready to flip a table? Oh yeah, for sure. There was just like every month we had this just like unrelenting paperwork, so much, so much paperwork to do. Mm-hmm. Some of the services I wanted to offer to the clients, like I technically wasn't allowed to due to like the, you know, the bureaucracy and all mm-hmm. the rules and stuff. And so there were a lot of moments where it was just, just really frustrating not being able to to provide the help I wanted to or having to spend my time doing things that felt unnecessary when I could have been using it uh, to help these people. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of like red tape. Like there were certain, like if a client wanted to look for a particular job, but it was like outside of the realm of like the work we were supposed to be looking for. Mm-hmm. Like I know like, like Goodwill and other places offer like services to help people get back in the workforce. But like I was technically only allowed to be helping them find jobs that were like competitive, like jobs that anybody could apply for. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really allowed to help them seek out services to like improve certain aspects of like, you know, their job skills and Mm -hmm. things they wanted to develop. So it would have been better for them as a person, but like due to the, you know, the setup of everything, I wasn't allowed to help them in that regard. I can see how that'd be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. With all this stuff going on throughout those two years, what kept you sane? What kept your morale up? had a lot of I had a lot of hobbies. I did a lot of like performing and in my spare time just like theater and comedy and things like that. And okay. just having those those extracurricular activities and and social things that I did, they okay. it really kept me going. And did did your unhappiness at this job or frustration did that ever show up in your job performance? I don't think so. I, at least I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it's uh that line of work, you really have to maintain a level head and you can't really let too much of that bleed through just because working, I was working with with adults with developmental disabilities and they really need the people they're working with to be calm and collected and not, you know, there's, there's no way for me to lash out at them. Not that I ever would, but mm-hmm. you just really have to, to be a, a role model and you have to be just someone that they can, they can look up to and look to for advice and how they should be behaving and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you try to cultivate relationships with your boss, colleagues, coworkers, that sort of thing? In a way. I mean, it was a very independent job because most of my time was spent out in the community um, okay. meeting up with clients and stuff. So there really wasn't a big, there wasn't a whole lot of rapport because we just didn't see each other that much. But we were friendly with each other. It wasn't like it was like a cold relationship or anything. Okay. But, yeah. but you didn't really like rely on each other to get certain tasks done. You were very much a your own ship. Yeah, we all had our own caseloads of, of people to work with. So there wasn't a whole lot of overlap in terms of who we interacted with and, and relying on each other for things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when the day came that you left that job, what were the circumstances? Um, so I, I left because we, uh, we decided to move down to North Carolina. Okay. So um, it wasn't that I left because just because I had found something else necessarily, but we were making a move, so. Okay. Kind of taking a different spin on this. So it sounds like overall you enjoy this job despite the repetition and the bureaucratic nonsense and all that. Would you say this was a happy job? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't regret doing it. I learned a lot from that job. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't the most, uh, wasn't the most fulfilling or the most exciting job, uh, I, I wouldn't go back and change it because I just I was exposed to so much 
so many things that I, I would not have been if I hadn't had that job. A whole new, you know, demographic, whole new, just there was so much in, in downtown Baltimore that I, I got to see and mm-hmm. just so many lives that I, I would not have been exposed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how else did that job change you as a person? I think it, it's definitely changed my worldview of, of things. Kind of going back to that previous question about, I don't know, I, 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 it, was a, it was a huge wake-up call for working with people that have developmental disabilities and who are on the like way below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. So it definitely you know, opened up my worldview and has made me more sympathetic and, and cognizant of that stuff. It was my first job out of college, so it was that was a big, you know, it kind of it just introduced me to work work life in general. Mm-hmm. And when you got to your new job, mm-hmm. what sort of attitude shift did you have when you got to that new environment? Well, I guess when you moved down to North Carolina, mm-hmm. what changed? Uh, well, it was a completely different job. I was I was writing scripts for educational videos and directing videos. It was it was all aimed at like kids. So, mm-hmm. and the the scripts were supposed to be very funny and goofy. So it was like a totally different line of work. It was really refreshing to be doing something different and more aligned with like my personal interests, mm-hmm. um, more so than my previous job. Mm-hmm. So it was a really nice change and uh, just an introduction to a whole new line of work, basically. Okay. And so that new job in North Carolina sounds like that that was the direction you wanted your career to go. Yeah. It wasn't you just hopped to the first job you got to. Right, this is right. like this is where I want to head towards. And even with that new job, writing the goofy videos and mm-hmm. stuff, you still had bad days, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it wasn't just everything's hunky-dory now that my career's taken a new turn Yeah. for the positive. And so just in general, professionally... How do you deal with unhappiness now? Every job's going to have something that you're not happy with. And like my first job when I moved down to North Carolina, like the the big thing about that one was just like the time constraints. So mm-hmm. it was like a startup and I was working like 12 hours a day. And again, it was like new and it didn't, it felt like, oh, this is normal, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think every job's going to have something that that you're not happy with and you, you do have to learn to cope with it. And I think, again, I think... Having something outside of work to look forward to and not letting work be your life, you know, having a good work-life balance um, mm-hmm. is really helpful because, you know, you you can't change everything at work. You can't, a lot of times you can't change the bad things, but you can have other things in your life that you can look forward to mm-hmm. um, to be fulfilling. Yeah. Sure. And finally, our last question, mm-hmm. do you have any advice for someone dealing with unhappiness at work today? Like I said, you're always going to have something that doesn't make you happy at work. And whether it's having something else to look forward to or whether it's just taking action and, and you know, if, if it's that bad, you know, taking action, trying to find a new job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's always a way out. There's always something that you can do to change that and make it so you're not as unhappy at work. Okay. Yeah. I think when you find a job that really aligns with your, your personal interests and a job where the, the work that you're doing generally makes you happy, you're going to be a lot happier at work, which is sounds kind of obvious. But, you know, as opposed to a job that has that you, you go to just because you want to make money, that's not necessarily personally fulfilling, you know, and I, I realize it's like it comes from a place of privilege to be able to work somewhere where the work you're doing is personally fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that helps tremendously. Sure. Yeah. I know that, especially when I started working here, I stopped noticing the passage of time right? because I was enjoying what I was doing so much. And I've rarely had that feeling. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, my work life was always like, I check it every 20 minutes. 
it's four o'clock. Oh, it's four thirty. Yeah. And that's that's a very long way to get through the day. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I used to work a bunch of side jobs and doing retail and things like that, and it was always just constantly checking the clock, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when I when I worked my job up in Baltimore, I was additionally working part time in retail just to you know make an ends meet and stuff. And like, that's another thing is like, you just you don't know what you don't know, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like I I was working full time in a social work job, and then I was also working part time in, in retail, and realizing that there are there were other options I could pursue that wouldn't that so that I didn't have to be working so much, you know, mm-hmm. like when I moved down here and started working other places and, and finding jobs, right? I didn't necessarily have to supplement it with with part time stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it comes down to a, a healthy work life balance and uh, not working most of your day or, or, you know, doing maybe a full time job and then not going to another job if 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 that's something that you can afford to do. You know, it's interesting how your story differs from the others I've interviewed for this podcast. For one, you considered that job to be a happy one. You always reminded yourself of the community you served and why your work mattered. Now, while you're clearly proud of the work you did and the service you provided, you reflected on your situation, your frustrations, and you realized you couldn't be a social worker forever. You switched fields and got a job more aligned with your passions, with your creative side, and it sounds like you're happier because of that switch. Well, thanks for coming in, Dan. I really appreciate it. To our listeners out there, if you have any questions, comments, or would like to suggest a topic for an upcoming podcast, you can reach us through Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or the Contact Us page on gcflearnfree.org. I'm Clayton, and thanks for listening.